Welcome to the Pulse of the Heartland podcast, the podcast where no topic is off limits. Now welcome the boys of the Heartland, Bryant, Ryan, Clark, Joey, and Trent. Welcome to the Pulse of the Heartland podcast. This is episode 27. This is the fun cast here. We are going <laughs> to... <it's... laughs> uh, oh, oh, my. That is kicking what it, we're looking forward kicking to. Kicking it off. Right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we are going to get you ready for the weekend here and hit a whole bunch of topics. Um Joey, how can everybody get a hold of us uh, and complain about the belching in the microphones? Why are there oh, pieces man. of chicken in my ear? <laughs> oh, shit. I didn't have uh, chicken. I don't know where you got that from. <laughs> oh, that's a different story. Never mind. Move on. <laughs> what are you oh. and Rebecca doing these days? Corn? I didn't have any corn. <laughs> <laughs> you, can, you can find us on... On Twitter and Instagram, at Heartland Pulse. Uh, you can also look us up on Facebook. Just search Pulse of the Heartland. We also share it on our uh, personal feeds. And then find us on YouTube. We just did a couple of live videos back-to-back, the divisional or yeah, the divisional round and the championship round. Plan on putting a few more of those out. Those are really fun. You can hit us up in the comments on those and also just talk shit to us, which is really fun. I, I'm Super happy with that. Uh, we had a really good time. If we can ever get Carl in on one, it'll be even better. One um, of these days, you might track down the lumberjack. Maybe. Very elusive. But you can also hear us on all the major platforms, Spotify, Google, Apple, um, iHeartRadio, and the Anchor uh, link if you need it. Uh, yeah, hit us up. Let us know. All right. Joey, what are you drinking? I am doing another Rolling Pro IPA from the good old Logboat Brewing Company. I think I'm going to try and talk to the owners next time. They came over and talked to us a little bit tonight, and uh, I was just chatting them up about the podcast, and I was like, yeah, I've tagged you a couple times on Twitter. Hopefully another one will get it and maybe become a sponsor for them. So that'd be fun. That'd be cool. Or they can become a sponsor for this. and At least give me free beer. That's all I care about. <laughs> just benefiting joey yeah if they're yeah. giving you beer we expect you to ship us each some okay split seas come on well i i would expect like a free six pack for every hundred dollars i spend which would be fine <laughs> that's the least they could do mm-hmm. yeah exactly all right well, clark what are you drinking so i ran out of my templeton four-year bottle and i haven't opened the next one yet so I'm currently working on the Pendleton, which I, I've got a couple couple drinks yet left in that bottle. So a little bit of Pendleton, a little bit of Coke, just you know, feeling a little bullish right now. Like I might might just go rope something. I don't uh, feel feeling a little ri- risky. All right. Well, uh, Ryan, what are you drinking? I'm going with the Leinen Kugels original. Ooh, there's no such thing. Got it in Thank- my hand, bro. Fake news. Yep. Come on, bro. Been bold. And Bryant, what are you drinking? Um, I haven't seen it in a while. They actually were selling a, a Crown Royal Peach at the uh, gas station I go to. So grabbed a bottle of that, and I just got enough to uh, sip on for the fun cast here. Nice. nice. Uh, my coworker, Kayla, uh, she is not so much of a 
woman's woman. Uh, I know that that sounds terrible. <laughs> that is Kayla terrible. is very Kara, Kayla is very feminist. Don't get me wrong, but she loves. I feel that. like this is he, a lawsuit waiting to happen. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, Kayla. Uh, the opinions yeah. expressed by Joey do not represent those of Pulse of the Heartland. <laughs> <laughs> Yolanda, you are my favorite. I'm sorry about the fact. <laughs> uh, but she loves the peach, um, and she's very happy sipping on it, I guess. That's all I got. Jesus Christ. <laughs> that was terrible. Uh, what is a brutal What do you start, think guys? of the peach, Brian? I haven't tried it yet. I've been uh, listening to Joey backpedal too hard. To <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to text her right now and tell her she's on the podcast. <laughs> Please do not listen to Friday's pod. Well, start listening watch- at minute 10. I'm gonna have to edit this out, ain't I? Damn. Yes. No. Not. No. You are not. No. No. No, You're not. (laughs) Trent, what are you drinking? Oh my! I am still drinking Lion's Paw Lager by Fernson Brewing Company in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. (laughs) You only have your Uh, book from your mouth yet. (laughs) Yeah, because you're next up, Joy. We're gonna go and talk about some smoking. And uh, <laughs> the agenda, I like this. <laughs> Joey I just, Cheese Blocks. I just text Cheese Blocks. Joey Cheese Blocks. <laughs> <laughs> Made a shit ton of cheese this weekend. Oh, fuck. All right. All right. Hold on. Let me, let me get centered here. Uh, uh, let's go, be, let's go Cheesy B. What you got, bro? <laughs> I just texted Kayla and said, please mm. listen to Friday's podcast. And I am so sorry. <laughs> so Kayla, for the one in a million time that I've had to apologize to you, I am so sorry. You're one, you're literally one of the sweetest people and very one of my favorite people in the world. So I'm sorry that I said you were not a ladies lady. That's oh my God. That, that's so bad. I would just I would just move on. That really. is straight yeah. from the this heart gonna get better. of Joey right. Cheese Blocks. So anyway. Yeah. Joey it sounded Cheese. sincere. It sounded sincere. I, I'm, I, I'm giving him this one. I, I am very sincere. Yolanda will understand. She's amazing. Uh, Joey Cheese Blocks. <laughs> if you watch the YouTube live stream, I uh, had my nephews, nephews, yeah, two of them, uh, two twins, second birthday, and I made smoked cream cheese on the smoker and made four different flavors i made a taco a steak seasoning a wing seasoning and man what was my fourth one chicken i don't know yeah Yeah. anyway barbecue thank you brian yeah brian was there uh you could see me in the background uh making faces at brian and stuff but and spaceship griller that i was using and blow your eardrums out i'm sorry yeah good stuff uh everyone really liked them i only have a little bit left so always good i'm gonna get snowed in for the next two days so i'll eat the shit out of that so that's good but yeah smoke cream cheese man it's where it's at if you're making appetizers and stuff super easy super good to eat um everyone seems to like it i'm really curious you said taco did you Mm -hmm. just use like a mccormick's taco seasoning packet or how did you do that so I buy the old El Paso, the big taco seasoning, because I make a lot of taco okay. salad. Um, yeah, I just put that on the outside, and it was awesome. Sweet. 
So mm-hmm. I was at High V this weekend, and I sent a picture of this, and I sent it to actually to Doctor Hall. But Bryant and Joey will probably know more what I'm talking about. I found packaged taco seasoning that was Tasty Taco brand. Had oh, no I've, idea. I've seen that around Des Moines. Really? He was just telling me about that today, and he's like, I, I think he was getting confused between Taco Tico and Tasty Taco. But he's like, but there was a time whenever I was in Des Moines, and there was tasty taco yeah that's why i sent it to dr hall because when he was doing residency or whatever he did in des moines we've talked about this in the past where he'd go to tasty taco because okay. tasty taco is legit mm-hmm. and i'd never seen the the taco seasonings before yeah okay. Dude. i believe they just sell them in the store to be honest oh really yeah mm-hmm. i found it at high v so yeah. Right. Is that where we went to get tacos at one time when I came down to visit you? Was that Tasty Taco or was that Taco Time? No, it'll be Tasty Tacos, and they have them all around Des Moines and the Ankeny area. So mm-hmm. if you haven't, for some reason, tried it, def- definitely give them a shot. There's a reason why there's like eight to ten of them around the area. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, the best thing about them when I went with Bryant is they do like fresh ground beef that's just like sitting there, and they make the tacos while you order them, which is, I mean, obviously Taco Bell and stuff does has that i guess if it's you know fresh ground beef but this was actual fresh ground beef and it was very good are they uh all owned by one guy or is this like a franchisee opportunity maybe maybe i need a oh son i was really hoping they'd be open to expanding to the wichita area maybe i can jump in on that you know marry into the family i guess that's the one way to get in bud (laughs) sorry i'm I'm gonna have to divorce my new wife and soon to be baby i guess for for business opportunity (laughs) (laughs) we will we will put one at mile high stadium when we buy the broncos uh, yeah, it, or the dolphins. All, or the dolphins. All, all indoor dining options will be tasty taco. <laughs> put in Newton. I, I see Lupe's went. You know they're no longer in business. So yeah, that is you, correct. You, there's a market there for you know. I, I ate there once. You know, one time in like there, seven years. Here. I ate there one time in the ten years I lived in Newton. <laughs> I, I don't think we covered this on any other podcasts, but uh, Clark, you went to the burrito fest that was our fantasy football league dining uh how were all the burritos there well they were delicious the few that i had so i showed up it was in the evening because i had been at something earlier that day so whenever i showed up i got a couple burritos and mm-hmm. then the the container that you would get them out of the warmer it never got refilled. I'm like, are they really out? Like, are they not going to put out any more burritos? And Tori's like, nah, that was it. They're, they're like, they're gone. Everybody's eating mm-hmm. them. It's like, well, son of a bitch. So they're like pork chili burritos. Absolutely amazing. Like so delicious. Yeah. I could have probably eaten 10, but all I could get my hands on were three. I didn't realize it wasn't going to get filled up again. Otherwise I would have just taken the probably six that were in there for myself. So damn. Yeah. More importantly, were you pushing the podcast when you were there? Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I had to make an announcement, and if they don't subscribe, they're not invited to the uh, um, football league next year. Perfect. I like <laughs> it. That, that might be a lie, but I don't know. I can, I can feel that. <laughs> I'll, have to, I'll have to talk to Cubby here in the offseason, yeah. see if he can you know, <laughs> make a few moves. Cubby's Worldwide, sponsored by Pulse of the Heartland. Oh, that sounds great. I like, I like the chances there. I like the idea. There you mm-hmm. go. Did anybody else do anything on their smoker this weekend? 
No, did did not do any cooking. However, I received a large shipment of meat. I saw your picture. It was uh, so. Yeah, yeah the in laws uh, they bought a half a cow, and we were having some festivities with them this weekend. So whenever they picked it up, they're on their way down here. So they just brought it all to my house. Thank God I got an upright freezer that could fit it all. Like yeah, that thing was that, that, full, dude. Oh yeah, they like emptied it out and then just stacked it full of this cow. So there were 130 pounds of hamburger in there. And then just, you know, your different steaks. I've got two briskets in there, which that, I think that's the thing I probably don't like about just, you know, buying the cow is it's not a packer brisket. It's, it's just the flats Yeah, is how they do it, which, you know, understanding it probably those point meats are probably in a steak somewhere stacked inside that thing. But I don't know. Just something about doing that Packer brisket on a smoker is just so fun. But oh, I'm yeah. looking for I'm looking forward to cooking everything that's in there. Do you cut the fat between or not? Between a Packer brisket, or are you talking? Because yeah. I only I only have flats. But oh yeah, not, sorry. Whenever I've done brisket cooks here in the past, I never separated the cuts. But mm-hmm. I mean, I would trim them down and yes, you know, try to get as much of that deck old trim back as I could with that, you know, that big fat piece that runs between them. Uh, but okay. I would, I would still do the cook as one whole brisk, you know, pat point on top of flat. Um, Torres, one of our listeners, we mentioned a lot. He, mm-hmm. he was trying to convince me last time to split them out. Mm-hmm. So whenever he does one, he splits the flat and the point and then cooks mm-hmm. them separately. But I didn't have the cojones to do it, so maybe next yeah. time. I, I like that. I do like that fat in between. Uh, kind of gives my top end of the point a little more juice than I, you know, so you don't always get just burn ends on one end. You get a little bit yeah. of a point where you can cut it up and stuff. The, I like that, and you can almost shred it. Uh, so I, I, I don't teach their own. I I like doing what I do, and I, I think that what you do would also make a very good brisket. I think one of the things I'm most excited about, cuts that are in there, are the uh, beef ribs. There's a couple cuts of uh, ribs in there that I'm really excited to try. I've never done that yet, so mm. I'm looking forward to those. They are going to shrink, I will tell you that. Every time I do uh, beef ribs, they shrink like crazy. Okay. Yeah, anybody I else? I didn't do anything on the smoker. I ate some food that was done on the smoker this weekend. Uh, <laughs> James did the Hellfire Traeger Hellfire wings, which is mm. um, probably my favorite wing flavor. Uh, just Google Traeger Hellfire wings. The, I've made them before on mine. The recipe is pretty easy, but they are fantastic. Um, and if only we, they could make a smoker as good as the rub. I know. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, um, we also did some homemade ice cream. So I don't know if anybody else is a big fan of homemade ice cream. We uh, mm-hmm. we like it. So so did yeah. you not go home this weekend, Trent? No, we didn't. Uh, I it was under the weather. I was a little mm-hmm. under the weather. So we decided to be our best interest to just stay here. So yeah. we just hung out in South Dakota. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ryan, is your smoker still being lonely after it's you get being, fixed? It is still lonely, but I am planning uh, the Saturday of Super Bowl weekend to do a Boston butt on there. 
Nice. Yeah. Hell yeah. You still got a Sunday before then, so you might as well just practice this weekend. And... That's true. I do have some ribs that still need to be made. There you mm-hmm. go. I'm telling you, mid-smoke injection is the way to go. We had uh, uh, pulled pork that I made, I don't know, long time. When we first started the podcast, that I, I probably did, I don't know, 40 pounds of pulled pork. And injecting right when you go to wrap, oh, it makes it so juicy and so good. And you can freeze it, and it still tastes just as good. That's, remember that. that's what I love about doing, like, pulled stuff. Mm-hmm. Is I, like, I love to cook it in a big batch because I love to use th- that in so many other recipes. You could, like, mm-hmm. you know, get it out, warm it up a little bit, put it across some nachos or something, mm-hmm. put it in your chili use it for some quesadillas i mean shit you can just use that in everything so i tried to buy back some from the people i made it for which was my in-laws or my yeah well my brother's in-laws basically my in-laws anyway um after i had this this weekend i was like man can i buy some back so i can just have some and they're like uh we really like it we're gonna keep using it so (laughs) no And I was like, oh, well, shit. Okay, that's Aww. fine. <laughs> Clark likes to cook his pork butts in 100-pound increments. That's right. <laughs> we did that this spring. Anything less, and it's a waste of time. Yeah. I think you call that the big booty Judy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Clark fed his whole wedding party. Well, not the wedding party. was the uh, briskets. Yeah, the briskets. You, you fed the whole reception um, on pork butts that's right dang good too (sighs) thank you and we all know the secret was that lowry season salt yep can't go wrong there (laughs) i think we've already went over that before you know the secret is to put it on popcorn and all that good stuff so oh yeah it's delicious yeah shout out lowry's so let's hop into college football here national signing day is wednesday so two days ago from when the pod comes out tomorrow from when we're recording. Um, I, I did see that Iowa state signed. They're going to sign a four star kicker and punter. So, nice. I mean, we're probably going to win the big 12 now. Like he does both or they've got a four star, two people kicker and, and also a punter. It's the same, same person. Okay. Multi-talented. Yeah. Yeah, I can't remember what he was, like the 12th rated punter in the class and the 18th rated kicker in the class. Well, if he doesn't have a name like Ass Alley, I don't even know if he's going to be worth it. (laughs) Ass Alley didn't even really kick field goals for us towards (laughs) that last half of the season. Like, Correct me if I'm wrong, Bryant, but uh, Mevis kind of took that over. I wouldn't say that. That's where I was a little shocked we were able to get him. What what, what year is Mevis? Is is he a... I think Mevis is, Mevis is gone. Okay, well, then yeah, I would say I I know Mevis kicked ass, and we could kind of see where you know some of these games were you know a couple years ago on that the nine and three year where you know it was three special teams uh, plays that really really screwed <clears throat> over where you know at this point keep getting the you know we need to have we saw it in the Iowa game a punter made the biggest difference in that game you know with field position so. You know, as long as they keep doing the special teams, I, you know, I, I'm all for it. We need, we need, we're going to have a lot of overturn next year. We, we're going to need something as, as big as special teams to be stepping up. 
Yep, I totally agree. Um, looks like Brian Kelly's doing some big things down there in Baton Rouge. <laughs> Dude, BK is a, is a changing culture down in LSU. Tell you what. So uh, there's, what, 33 scholarships to give, or 32, I believe. And we've already got 25 players signed on for next year, being from early signings and uh, transfers. He's kicking ass with the transfers. Um, I think we got five five-star recruits and quite a few four-star recruits too. So we'll see if, if they make any more big five-stars or four-stars tomorrow. But, uh, yeah, LSU is letting Brian Kelly – be himself unlike uh how he was in notre dame i think they were holding him back guys do we have an over under on how many years it is before we have some player come out and say that uh bk was humping their leg oh it's <laughs> yeah i mean it, it, we've already have video of it so <laughs> <laughs> yeah those videos are so just i just watch cringy them they're I'm terrible like, oh. but they're so awesome they're it's I hope we get a lot more tomorrow on signing day. Yeah. More good recruits or more awesome videos? Both. Okay. Little column A, little column B. Okay. Um, The big transfer, Caleb Williams, he has landed at USC. He's meeting up with his old coach out there. Um, After teasing the Big Ten and – Saying he was going to go to Wisconsin. <laughs> nope, going to the Pac-12. Maybe the Pac-12 can win a bowl game this year with him. I doubt what it. Are you, <laughs> you going to dominate the SEC? What's that? Is OU going to dominate the SEC with all these awesome moves? No, no, <laughs> they're not. No, it's it's Utah's Texas. conference. We all know that Texas is going to Texas. They're going to be getting the U. Oh. Okay. They're dominating oh, the good. SEC. OU good. is the house buyer. It's just going to blow up in flames. Turnpike Troubadours. God damn it. That was one. <laughs> I didn't even. God. Good Joey's I... been listening to them for like three weeks. Good, uh, good poll. <laughs> it's, well, he's been listening to them for a lot longer than three weeks. Okay. Right. It's been well, at least six. Down here, BK runs the whole damn town. He just plays a little song. And then everyone takes a long drive home and just gets okay. <laughs> this is all that take place on a long, hot summer day. Oh, mm-hmm. all right. yes, it's diamonds and gasoline. Oh, Jesus. Good Lord, Lori. Would you just hang it up? I will. Back in 1968, I will. <laughs> or was it 69? Uh, pipe bomb dream. <laughs> oh, my. I just get that old time feeling now. <laughs> so Iowa, so is Iowa? Are they getting any recruits this year, Joey? Or no? Iowa, Kirk. Oh my God! <laughs> no one even looks at the transfer portal in Iowa. That's just that's just a, a thing that pops up on their Google messages. Hey, this guy ent- entered the transfer portal. Click. That, that's got to be spam. That's got to be spam, right, Brian? Yeah, yeah, that's spam. <laughs> I don't so know why Brian Ferentz has a southern accent? Kirk doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Papa, that... just click out of that, baby. You don't want none of that shit. So does that mean Joey's ready to talk about college basketball? <laughs> I mean, uh, no. Uh, I was going to have a good recruiting class this year, not in the transfer portal. Um, if they, 
they're gonna have more people leaving than they are bringing in, which kind of sucks, but whatever. Has anybody heard of any new developments as far as NIL deals or any structures? I haven't heard anything. No, no. Uh, I'm I'm curious to see if anything kind of develops if they give it any more structure or if uh, any other teams go the old Texas route. I, I did see that Lane Kiffin brought up that it's like the new salary cap, but for just uh, college. And someone asked him, "What do you mean?" He goes, "Well." If I'm if I wasn't in the SEC, I would be struggling to bring in people. He's like, I can give them, you know, more opportunities down here than I can anywhere else. So I don't know if Lane leaves Ole Miss. Now. By by opportunities, he means monies. Exactly. Yeah, he was exactly. the one that said it in a press conference like a month ago that he just straight out said he's like, this is free agency now. These recruits are telling me, hey, this school is going to give me this much. What can you give me? Mm-hmm. So he said it, free agency is in the NCAA. Mm-hmm. I mean, we'd be stupid to think that that didn't happen before. But, oh, it's, just open. It's, yeah. it's not like NFL salary cap where it's got a limit. This is MLB salary cap. It's just what you can afford. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, look to Notre Dame to get back in this shit. Maryland will make a huge jump on the Under Armour shit. And Oregon's going to jump right back in it with that Nike stuff. I mean, they... look at Texas right now. They just, mm-hmm. that, that Ewers, I, I mean, do, do you think if they didn't have all that money that they're going to throw at him, you know, allegedly, you know, mm-hmm. six figures to start off, let alone everything else he's going to get down there? I mean, mm-hmm. Texas, oh. I believe, is the most profitable college football, you know. Mm-hmm. And again, as much as we're, I, I don't know if that was just a bid or if you're shitting on Oklahoma, but I mean, both of those teams make money, you, you know, doing right. college football and everyone else is just playing it for a sport. In SEC, so I'm talking Big 12 going into SEC, but, you know, I I think with, with OU in a realistic sense, NIL or not, I, I think we're going to have to see if Venables uh, actually makes a difference there. You know, see this mm-hmm. year one before if we actually see if they're going to compete in the SEC or not. All right, so off of that, Bryant, I think that Oklahoma State gets bigger recruits in the next five years than Oklahoma does based on their money back in with uh, Boone Pickens. And then also, if you are a recruit and you get on a national stage with Oklahoma State, you know, if, if they can get huge recruits, they can run the Big 12 for a while based on how much money they can pay people. They could make a bigger splash than OU does in the SEC. T Boone Pickens died two years ago. Well, his trust is still there, right? Not sure. I didn't say I'm just looking at. I don't know how that trust goes if they have all of the uh, money for it, or if it, like you said, if it's still in a trust over there. Well, I don't. I, I I'm pretty I sure last year. Sorry, sorry, Clark. I don't mean to step on you, but I'm I'm pretty sure that his trust went towards hiring or re-signing. Uh, whatever the fuck that his name was, the mullet. Uh, <laughs> God, what's his name? Mike Gundy. Mike Gundy. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they that trust went towards re-signing Mike Gundy. Um, if I read that right, which I mean would not surprise me if that did more for the NIL there too. Who knows? I mean, can they really compete with Iowa State's suck up money? I I doubt it. I mean, <laughs> Iowa State's got that big farm money. You know, they're they're really really willing to take those bank loans and just dole out the money like those farmers do. I also hear the Big 12 reps are backing Iowa State, too. So. There we go. <laughs> yep. Yeah, all, all those farmers with all those, you know, $200,000, you know, tractors and fucking all, 
all the thousand dollars. Are you kidding me? Those things cost more than that. Fucking combine cost a million dollars. Well, exactly. You know what I'm getting at? <laughs> their, their money's not very liquid. It's but everyone thinks they're fucking rich. That's right. Playing with the bank's money, baby. Let's do it. That's all the farmers <laughs> know how to do. I guess all I'm saying is Oklahoma State has more backers than most of the Big 12 schools. And I, I think that they make a huge splash in the Big 12 going forward. Don't get me wrong. I do think Iowa State, with Matt Campbell and stuff, still represents and still plays them well. I just, I, with OU and Texas gone, if I'm someone in Texas and Oklahoma and I'm a big-time recruit, I might look at Oklahoma State and think, man, I can get more money there than if I go try to compete and get more money – get money from these SEC schools that, you know, are just now transferring. So, um, And then they'll look at it and be like, oh, you're actually Kansas talent, so sorry. <laughs> good luck. Good luck well, to the Jayhawk. Well, and also – hold hold on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, there's also the WWE is already in, uh, Stillwater looking at AJ Ferrari and other Oklahoma state wrestlers. I mean, if they find a cool ass football player, like big E from the Iowa Hawkeyes, if they could find someone like that, I mean, that's money they could also throw around to that program. I mean, I don't know. There, there's there, there's things that I think Oklahoma State. It's, sorry, I'm just is, rambling now. It is going to be very interesting to see how NIL shapes NCAA football over the next couple of years. That is for damn certain. Right. So are we we done here with college football. We can skip along <clears throat> to college basketball. The Boone Pickens. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I, I mean, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to offend anybody or anything, but I just that's my thoughts. Yeah, I, I really didn't think Boone Pickens was going to be the big uh, money turn for the Big Twelve. I, I, I mean, Oklahoma State is half of the oil money, you know. Yeah, so I can see that. I can totally see it. So, the boys from the Heartland will be right back. Let's skip into college basketball here. Uh, again, the Heartland is well represented in the top 25. Um, the top 10 has a few teams with Purdue, Kentucky, and KU rounding out the top 10. Um, Wisconsin's Wisconsin. 11. What's that? I was going to say Wisconsin. Wisconsin's 11. Iowa State's 20. LSU is 25. And Iowa still <laughs> LSU just votes. lost the Ole Miss, too. But, I mean, they're still in the top 25. Is Trash. <laughs> they are That's not looking list. good. Let's let's skip to let's let's just go straight to the SEC so I can update you. Do it. Auburn yeah. looks great. LSU looks like garbage. They finally got Xavier Pinson back, and they lost tonight with him. Um, they didn't look good at all. I watched them dribble down the floor very slowly, and the ball bounced off the guy's foot for a turnover. So that's where they're at right now, and that's SEC talk. <laughs> So, <laughs> what, how about the number one team in the nation? I think they're in the SEC. Got anything on them? Yeah, I said I said Auburn's awesome. Auburn's very good. Uh, okay, I, I missed so, uh, that. It, it it was very they, quick. They yeah, are very currently quick. beating Alabama, ninety-five seventy-five with a minute left. Yeah. So it looks Hot like they're going to have another win. So in the Big Twelve, Iowa State is twentieth. Um, they did win their Big Twelve 
SEC showdown um, game versus Mizzou. Uh, don't know if we got the old telephone trophy from that or not, but uh, um, we should have. It's a cool trophy, even though you guys hate it. <laughs> I, I think <laughs> Bryant's the one who hated it so much. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I can love it and still admit it's ugly, you know. <laughs> just the Both should be right. We we had a poll on this if it was ugly or not. Did we? Yeah, hold on. I'm I'm going there. All right, keep talking. Sure, I'm pretty sure I just posted the picture and said this is ugly. On yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. So, um, so Iowa State escapes uh, with a win there in the Big Twelve SEC showdown. Um, they beat Oklahoma State in overtime, and then uh, about an hour ago, they lose to KU at home. I thought Iowa State would win that game. I or KU had their what their leading scorer was out. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I I thought Iowa State would win that. I really did, especially with what Iowa State did at Allen Fieldhouse a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. and. Uh, yeah, but but they've really lost a step on the offensive side, dude. I, I don't know. They have. They, they, they've never been because we saw, I think it was Jackson State or whoever. We all, It was like 45 to 30, it, whatever. It was a super low scoring game and it was a bit of a concern. It's like, well, if your defense is going to play that well, that's fine. But our defense isn't stepping up. And that's one thing Otz has been talking about. Like tonight, he goes, we were embarrassed out there. We lack the defense that we always have. You know, considering a Kansas's starters that were out and you know top score not in, and it, when I was watching, uh, Iowa State was never in the game. You, you know, there was not a moment where it's like Iowa State lost it. It was Kansas just held the lead and kept it at that point. So, I I don't know if Ots needs to bring someone in the off season or what the hell we need to do, but we got to figure out how to, you know, get out of these ruts and be able to score. It's it's just terrible. I'm sorry. I'm going to keep rambling, but yeah, it's just, we haven't been great offensively. We need to get some change there. Yeah. I think I touched on this last week or the week before, but uh, I think Otz is just implementing his style right now. This is just his first year. You know, he's like, Hey, we're going to be hard nose. We're going to play defense. And I think that's what they're implementing now. And then I think the offense will come maybe in, you know, maybe next year, you know, or in a year or two, they'll get offense going. So hopefully that's the case. But it's, yeah, it seems like every other game, Iowa State doesn't even score 60 points. Yeah. Um, kind of hard to win a lot of games in the Big 12 doing that. I think there's a, obviously every Cyclone fan is very grateful that you're excited about Cyclone basketball again. And there's, we're talking about Hilton Magic. That hasn't been there since the early prom years, to be honest. Yeah, so yeah. it's nice to have it, but we it's nice to have an athletic program now. Pollard has done a fantastic and amazing job yes. getting this program where success is expected and it's not just, you know, sports are kind of like a, a thing you might, you know, you might go to the tailgate and get drunk on a Saturday. Maybe you'll go to the game. You know, now we're kind of appointment television and the program overall is succeeding. So it's nice that our fan base is realizing that Ots is good, but we know we can get better if we do want to compete with the Kansases, you, you know, with with the top tier Big Twelve schools. I mean, hell, te- Texas Tech has been looking amazing. I didn't see the Texas game; they might have lost, but up until that point, they've started to look amazing when they've had all their starters too. I feel like Iowa State would really benefit from finding some 
solid offensive players. Because looking at the box scores here, Brockington mm-hmm. had 28 of their attempted field goals. Like you look at the other starters, nobody else even has 10 attempted yeah. two point field goals. Like, but and I would say, and, and maybe I, I again, I kind of turn it off when we were down 12 when we started recording, anyways. But you know, when Brockington though, when he when he has that shot, there there is sometimes last week in that Oklahoma State game. You, you know, I've I've always thought you know you know get in get in close to the rim, shoot or your three pointers, nothing in between. Brockington hits that fucking seventeen to nineteen foot shot, mid range shot. Oh yeah, every fucking time. And if he doesn't have it, you know, it seems like we're not going to win because, like you said, he he takes a, a large chunk of the shots. And if he, if they're not going down, we don't have the backup. Sometimes Tyrese is there, but if we don't have a second player that can get hot. You, you know, maybe without without the number of shots that Brockington's going to have, you well, you can see what happens. We, hell, we lost to fucking TCU two weeks ago at home. There was a blowout. I would have never thought we, – we all talk about the Big 12 is tough, but I would have never thought TCU would come into Ames, Iowa and, and just destroy us. Yeah. And TCU, they won their uh, Big 12 SEC game uh, against Ryan's LSU Tigers. Again, LSU is not good at the moment, so <laughs> trash. Good job, trash. good job, TCU. Well, and you, and the good thing, obviously, and, and same thing with Iowa State. Uh, you know, we got another month before the conference tournament start, and you know, March Madness and stuff like that. Both teams are should be making the tournament unless they have a monumental, you know, lo- amount of losses in February, but. Yeah, it's not. Neither team really is inspiring too much hope right now. We we beat the teams we were supposed to last week. Oklahoma State's last in the division with Kansas State, you know, and we weren't to the level that we were. It seems like a month ago. So hopefully, Ots can get it turned around before we get to Kansas City. It was a fun first month of the season. <laughs> yeah, remember when our teams were undefeated? and It was super fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the good old days. Well. I guess, Clark, we talked about a loss in the game tonight. Clark, if you want to talk about a win in the game tonight, go right ahead. Yeah, I, I do want to talk about that. Rock Chalk Jayhawk. All right. Jesus. I think I'm watching this game. I, I was kind of curious to see how it play out since Ochai Abagji was out due to COVID protocol. Rami Martin's still not healthy. Um, I saw a report. Uh, somebody talked about Bill Self about Martin kind of concerning since he's been out day to day here for several weeks now. Mm -hmm. And the issue is that Remy Martin, whenever he does try to do something on the floor, he's still not a hundred percent. Like Bill self wants Remy Martin to be able to play. He wants him to be able to play to his full potential. And that's just not happening right now. Like Remy Martin, he's still 60 to 70% of what he could be. So that's why he's still resting. So, they didn't have that big time leader on the floor. I feel like McCormack stepped up. He's their, I would say, undersized forward. He's really their only big guy that they have, and he was solid tonight. He hit a couple jumpers whenever I was watching the game. He would, they're trying to run a little bit of pick and roll and stuff, and instead of going all the way to the basket because Iowa State's defense is so good at mm-hmm. falling down and that helps ID, he would kind of just turn and take that high post shot. And I mean, he was solid a solid look from there. So I think Kansas played very well as a unit tonight. I I didn't see anybody that really stood out head and shoulders above. Like they took over, like this was their breakout game or anything. Mm -hmm. I think uh, 
I think his name is Wilson. He kind of stepped into a role for starting tonight. I feel like he played pretty solid minutes. So I feel I feel like Kansas, you know, kind of concerned about how shallow they seem to be as far as their roster. But they they have guys that always step up in the minutes. Bill Self always has a good roster. He has his guys prepared. Christian Brown played played very well tonight. He was playing well they played well defensively which was surprising to me so that's what i was just gonna say like like you said no one stood out amazingly but it's got to feel good that you know now that if you do get your starters back that martin i apologize the other guy i don't know how to pronounce his name um but i mean it with those two out because that could just very well be they're out uh with injuries sick tonight they could be foul trouble later into the year in the tournament and to have these backups like i said it's not too much depth i don't think anyone has a full you know, I, the only coach I know that really tried to do that was Fran for a few years. Get, try and get the full, like, 10, 11 players on the bench, pl- you know, getting a significant playing time. But now you, you think you're down to, you know, your your bottom 7, 8 right now. And you're, like I said, well, you beat Iowa State on the road, and it wasn't really much of a contest. You know, that yeah. I know I know Kansas ex- ex- expected they're a great football, or I'm sorry, a great basketball uh, <laughs> uh, school. Not, not <laughs> But, you know, it's got to be encouraging, even with your stars out. Obviously, you're reloading with a five-star right behind him, but feels good to still get that win. Football's over, brother. Welcome to the hoops. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Trent. Trent, which sound is worse, Rock Chalk Jayhawk or Go Pack Go? Oh, my God. Rock Chalk. Well, shit, I'm a Chiefs fan. <laughs> I mean, don't want to stab my right ear with a dull pencil or my left ear with a dull <laughs> pencil. <laughs> bunch of haters out here i tell you what looking forward uh those jayhawks this week they got to deal with uh the baylor bears and then they're on the road facing off against texas longhorns that's a couple good matchups the 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 ku baylor game is what that's saturday right correct yes it's on the fifth so that one should be good uh the bears are coming to lawrence for that game so hopefully there's a little bit of magic happening there at allen field house um is the magic so, uh, that the refs swallow their whistles or what's the magic uh no uh, it's the allen Fieldhouse falling apart and smashing the opponents in the face with the scoreboard it doesn't like, even smash the opponents in the face it smashes the ku players in the face <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, that's my. fucking ridiculous yeah. oh my gosh yeah <sighs> Just taking out our own players with our scoreboards falling apart. No big deal. <laughs> it happens. <laughs> oh, but uh, yeah, so yeah, you know they got got a couple tough ones coming up on the schedule. I'm I'm curious to see how they fare. Hopefully, Ochai is back, and I'm curious to see if they'll make any progress with Remy Martin. But uh, down the road in Manhattan, you know they're. They're still fighting, still staying alive over there. They are last in the conference as far as uh, conference standings go. Their record for the year is now 10 and 10. Uh, they did lose their matchup in the old SEC challenge. Uh, they were at Ole Miss for that game. They lost by, uh, looks like 11. Nine. Was it 11? Shit, 11. Yeah. yeah. Too many whiskeys, I tell you what. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but they, um, they have the Oklahoma State Cowboys coming to town, and then they're heading down to Fort Worth to take on the old Horned Frogs. So, got a got a good uh, couple matchups. I, you know, those are winnable games. I think 
with the Big 12 competing the way it is, uh, those two teams aren't too overpowering. I, I think those should be probably 50-50, I would expect, over this this weekend. And then here in Wichita, the old the old painful thing that is the Shockers. Uh, they are 1-5 <laughs> in the conference right now. I feel like they've uh, really underperformed from their expectations. You know, they – I feel like the Shockers always have high expectations coming from around this area. Mm-hmm. There's no football. Everybody's just always waiting for the next basketball season. Once the season's over, they're just talking about next year already. So got got no other distractions down here. Shit, the fucking snow that's coming in going to be not even as cold as what their shooting has been. So uh, curious to see how it goes. Uh, they got some – they just beat Tulsa tonight. So that, that's a step in the right direction. Tulsa is dead last in the conference. Absolutely terrible. So good for Wichita State. Maybe you can get some momentum back because uh, they've got back-to-back match against SMU. Uh, this is one going to be one of their makeup games from the COVID week. So uh, on the 3rd, which is Thursday, they will be traveling to Dallas to play at SMU. Then on Saturday, they will be here in Wichita to play SMU. And then next Tuesday, they got to go to Florida to take on UCF. So uh, I think they're probably going to get their ass kicked by SMU. But back-to-back days. And then I I think that UCF game is definitely winnable. So we'll we'll see how they fare. Hopefully they can get going in the right direction here. Maybe they start picking up steam. Or they fall apart. Who knows? I mean, <laughs> it is one it of the ways. Away. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right, well, Joey. Any news on Iowa? Yeah, I'm standing here at my window, looking outside at all the rain coming down, and it's freezing right now. It's about ice cold, basically what the Hawkeyes have been lately. Uh, they lost to Purdue by 10, which, I mean, that's Purdue, but... It was in double overtime. No, wait, yeah, no, I know. never mind, never mind. I'm thinking Penn State. Sorry. Yeah, so we're going to get a bunch of snow tomorrow, and it's going to bury us, and that's basically what the tourney chances are for Iowa now after losing <laughs> to Penn State in double overtime. Uh, not looking good for the goal, Hawks. Uh, I like how Bryant brought up Fran McCaffrey playing all 10 to 11 people. Yeah, we're still doing that, but it's still a two-man show up in Iowa City. It's the Murray brothers and then no one else. Um, I see Connor got hurt and taken out, which I think is a blessing in disguise. I'm not a huge Connor McCaffrey fan. Uh, Yeah, it was just not a good game last night when Iowa loses to Penn State 90-86. They got a big game coming up against Ohio State. And then they need to do some damage in the Big Ten. They need to win against Minnesota, Maryland, and stuff. Um, looking elsewhere in the Big Ten, uh, Wisconsin, Michigan State, Illinois are all tied for the Big Ten lead. If you told me right now I had to pick a Big Ten team to come out and be in the, say, the Elite Eight or the Final Four, I would say it might be Wisconsin. They have people that can play on both sides of the ball. Uh, Johnny Davis is very, very fucking good. And he, unlike Keegan Murray, who can't shoot clutch shots, he is willing to take all the shots and make them. 
Wisconsin looks really good right now. Um, Purdue is also very good. They're a game back. They lost uh, a couple games in the Big Ten, which is fine. Uh, I think that's going to be a great showdown in the Big Ten tournament. Also, see what they can do for damage in the NCAA. I, as far as the Hawkeyes go, they need to show more. They need to win more of the games that they need to win and are supposed to win. Last night, they should have won that game. And they should have beat Rutgers. Um, it, I don't know. It is what it is. They beat Penn State by 17, uh, like, four games before that. So, Well, can Iowa yeah. quit losing so Iowa State quits losing a quad one wins? You're, you're starting to hurt our program over here, dude. Hey, you know how we feel in football, man. Yeah. You get it. Oh. I, I saw plenty of Iowa State people today that was like, God, we should just end the rivalry. It does nothing. If we if they win, we win. It's the exact opposite of the football argument. So yeah. last, I mean, last night I did watch the end of the Iowa Penn State game, and it was pretty crazy at the end of regulation when I don't even know who it was for Iowa that had the ball and like totally airballed that three to win it. But – Keegan Murray was like streaking under the basket, just happened to mm-hmm. tip it right before the buzzer went off and it goes in for a two pointer and mm-hmm. then it sends him in overtime. So it was a good ending to the game. Yeah. I, I mean, I didn't watch it. I, <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you between all the wrestling and the UFC and football I've been watching. I've been kind of sported out for a second. So I, I took the night off and just watched games, but also followed it on Twitter. And it seemed like a very, very good, good game but all of iowa twitter was like why are we not beating these people i don't get it we killed them by 17 you know three two games ago what the fuck's going on um it just seems like they're kind of burnout and i think the january slump is hopefully over if we get past fran's normal january slump then we can jump into all of february and just run the gambit like they normally do well joey if you I mean if you want to cheer yourself up with some iowa talk you can just roll right into combat sports here no that that's not going to cheer me up because they just <laughs> lost to penn state uh, <laughs> you could talk about iowa state day one I'll, I'll let bryant go first about <laughs> iowa state and then you and i yeah, I mean, no, honestly, no, nothing too crazy on it. Just, you know, I, Iowa State, they finally cracked back into the top five. And we kind of talked about it last week. They finally got the coach, and they finally got the program back to where it was, you know, probably around Kale Sanderson's time. They're, you know, now they cracked the top five with a win over uh, Oklahoma State, 20 to 12. But Oklahoma State is down um, A.J. Ferrari, who was in a car accident last week. I, I don't, Joey, do you know how significant those injuries were? I believe it's just he's recovering at this point, right? Yeah, I, I, I think he will probably be back for the Big 12. He has to be back for the Big 12 tournament in order to make yeah. NCAAs. Um, he is ranked number one, so he could injury default out. Um, and still just not be seated at the NCAAs and still make it. Okay. Um, so that's not a big deal. Uh, but, yeah, he, he has to at least wrestle for a minute, and then he can still be seated, which would be fine. Okay. Well, I would, I would say so. That Well, that's good news because, again, you never want to see it. The stars, like you said, he, he's the mm-hmm. WWE NIL deal down there in Oklahoma State. Mm-hmm. And really any star, it kind of, 
it diminishes it a little bit, but still there's, there's nine other wrestling matches that dictated this whole thing. And Iowa state did come out ahead of Oklahoma state and you uh, and I university of Northern Iowa beat Oklahoma state 19 to 15 earlier in the uh, week two after they, they started down 12 zero in, in their yep. matches. So to be able to climb back and you and I, I believe they're big 12, aren't they in wrestling? Yes. Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it's kind of nice seeing the big 12 have a little bit more, uh, competition there oklahoma state i believe is the team to beat in the big 12 and it's it just mm-hmm. nice to see iowa state at least dual meets were top five i think we're top 15 still in just overall uh, tournament but um yeah i would say solid weekend for iowa state just you know keep on keeping on until you get to the tournament and you know that's going to be david carr's time to shine and might see some of these other you know younger wrestlers not as experienced be able to actually uh make some noise in the tournament Actually, Iowa State's uh, cracked the top five in dual meets. Um, they have a very solid team. That's how good their team is. That they could only they could lost beat... to Iowa. Mm-hmm. Only losses to Iowa, mm-hmm. who just lost to Penn State. Mm-hmm. Um, Iowa State is a very good team. They just don't have the big stars to uh, get bonus points in the ncaa tournament in order to score points and make a big splash there uh i think i don't i don't know the the rankings i follow their 13th in tournament i don't agree with that i think they could i don't know i think they can outscore cal poly minnesota virginia tech north carolina state cornell i think they'd be i hate to say this right under nebraska nebraska's got some big guns that could score points in multiple weight classes where Iowa State's probably got one or two that can score points. Mm-hmm. Um, but Iowa State's also going to put a bunch in the tournament because because they're in the Big 12. So yeah. we'll see what the allotments go out uh, mid-February and see what, uh, what conferences get different seedings and what conferences get different people in different weight classes. So I think Iowa State can do that. But – Big news, Iowa State, or Iowa State, Jesus Christ, Penn State uh, wins the Super Bowl of the wrestling season and beats Iowa. Uh, not a great night for me, but I still won 20 bucks because Cassiope beat Kirk Litt in heavyweight. Um, it was a good night of wrestling. Everything went Penn State's way, which, uh, and they got, they got a shit ton of good people, good, good, uh, good wrestlers. Drake Ayala from Fort Dodge did not end up wrestling at 125, which I think could have been a difference maker. Um, get us a couple more points, but yeah, Penn State walked away with it, so good for them. Snapped Iowa's 29, uh, 29 meet winning streak. Well, now it's just up to the Big Tens and the NCAA tournament to see what actual team comes out on top. Uh, Iowa wrestled really well, and they wrestled very well in the matches where it was one versus two. It was very close most of the night, and I think that we're going to get some good fucking matches in the Big Tens and also the NCAA tournament. Yeah, that that uh, match with Starochi and Kemmerer, that, that mm-hmm. was might be some of the best back and forth, you know, ke- you know, countering a counter to it, it, mm. it was just amazing watching those two go back and forth and it went to it went past overtime and it went to sudden victory which right. i wouldn't say i don't know if you want to go into that a little bit joy but i would say it, that was one of those if you want to see someone get into you, you know see probably one of the best matches of the year but maybe of you know in quite a while that that would be mm-hmm. the show them and, and very much so i agree with you i think that 
I think the Kemmerer, if he would have kept his head up at the end, uh, I think he could have came with, came away with that match. But there were so many good scrambles and stuff. And both, I mean, when you get into sudden, sudden victory, both wrestlers are almost dead. And uh, not almost dead, don't get me wrong. Yeah. Like, super, super fucking tired. Uh, and so, you know, the way, I, I don't know what I want to say. Anyway, uh, it was a very good match. Uh, I think that and the Nick Lee-Ironman match, I think that's going to go you know, multiple rounds in both the Big Tens and the NCAA, especially proceeding. Um, yeah, I, I, I think that it was a good good meet for both, and I think that Iowa comes away with knowing what they need to work on, and that helps. And then Penn State also, they just have lights out. So, I mean, they are as advertised, and Spencer Lee, don't get me wrong, would help very much, but I also think Drake Iowa – could hold his own against Hildebrandt. So, yeah. I, I just think it's always funny. You see the juxtaposition of you see the Brands brothers where they're just not hooting and holler, but they're, they're very emotional and they're very vocal and pointing and stuff like that. And then you point to the Penn State siding. And, and I don't know if I saw Kale Sanderson even lip one word. He just stood there fucking silent the whole time compared well, to and, Terry and Tom. Right. And I, I, I know I said this while it while wrestling was going on. Kale Sanderson is a very, very fucking good wrestler. Do not get me wrong whatsoever. Mm-hmm. But if he... Never mind. I don't need to go into what I think about Kale Sanderson. Well, oh, because... you set it up. Yeah. Come on. It, well, it, I'll, I'll start it here, Joey. It reminds me of Hoiberg at Iowa State, where you know we have a very good team, and we might need to make adjustments in a basketball game. But he's sitting there, you know, stone faced. And you saw it with the Bulls, you know, he's standing there very stoic and not like pointing out or saying anything. He's letting them play it out, which I'm always wondering, like, you you know, I guess maybe to one point you've prepped them so well so they should know what they need to do. But like, it's weird to not see the leader of your team not giving the guidance. Well, and Kale's been there, done that type of guy. And so are the brands. Don't get me wrong. But Kale is way more methodical way more this is what should be happening this is what needs to be happening this is what you need to do get it done type of people where the brands are we're going to will you to win um and it was we watched the part of the brands uh documentary afterwards and you could see just how intense they were from almost birth is they just went at each other all the time Mm -hmm. kale sanderson was not that and he was very much a methodical, I'm going to score when I need to score type of a wrestler. I don't, all right, this is my big take. I don't know if Kale Sanderson is a four-time undefeated champion with today's rules. <gasps> oh. <laughs> I, I, I still think he is a four-time champion. I think he gets it done. Yeah. But I think that he gets stalling calls where he should should have gotten stalling calls in his career, and maybe lost a couple matches, especially against like Daniel Cormier, where Cormier pushed and pushed and pushed, and Cam Sanderson just kind of backed up and then countered. Well, you can't do that now. Yeah. Um, uh, and you can see that with like Sorochi, where he got the two stalling calls against Kammerer, yep. or, and you can see that kind of style that Kale does compared to the Iowa style. And it was like you said, it was a very juxtaposition on the different styles of the different coaches based on what wrestlers were going for and what wrestlers were trying to capitalize on the moment. 
Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Penn State is very, very fucking good at that. And they don't – I'm not going to say they don't have the horses that they used to with, like, Bo Nickel and Jason Nolf and stuff that would just go out and get shit done. Um, but they are very much more in the mode now where they will capitalize when they need to and wrestle smart. And then that also backfires, like in the heavyweight match where Kirkley lost to Cassiope because he was just waiting. And Cassiope just kept pushing and didn't make a mistake. So Kirkley couldn't capitalize on that. Um, I think that Cale uh, Sanderson is a very good coach. Don't get me wrong. But I think that might come back and bite him. I mean, I know they had four champions this last year, but if you get super aggressive people in the first couple, two, three rounds of the NCAA tournament, I I don't know which one it's going to be, but I just have a feeling one of those Penn State people is going to get upset. And if I had to make a prediction, it would be Roman Bravo Young because he, he kind of goes against the whole Kale Sanderson thing, but he still kind of waits. And I think someone's going to come at him. Mm-hmm. Think it might be so, DeSanto. I do not. I, can? I, I actually think it'll be uh, Sebastian because uh, I think Sebastian's going to be Sebastian Rivera is. Uh, oh, he's at one forty-one. Who the fuck am I talking about? Um, sorry, uh, Dayton Fix. So I think. Oh, fuck. I think Fix will get. Man, they just wrestled last year. Never mind. Forget what I said. But I do think RBY will be the one to get caught mm-hmm. just because he's, he's kind of reckless. But Well, and exactly. I mean, like you said, there there's the methodical and then there's kind of the reckless showmans. And those are the ones where, like you said, you, you, all you got to do is catch them. It, all of them are at that elite level. Some of them, like, you know, Carr and, and, and mm-hmm. uh, some of these others that are a, a well above it. You catch guy on, on one bad flip and all of a sudden, you know, that's the match right there. Mm-hmm. And especially in the NCAA tournament. That's when you're going to catch them. And so the other the other match I want to talk about, uh, Michigan wrestled Minnesota. Michigan walked away with the meet. But the match of the night was uh, Gable Stevenson versus Mason Paris. And Stevenson made it a point. This is the seventh time in a row beating Mason Paris. And there was a little bit of pushing and shoving at the end, a little bit of shit talking. And he ended up tech following him like, it was a good fucking match for Gabe, Gable Stevenson. Like, he was just done with this. I mean, he's mm-hmm. an Olympic champion, world champion, and he's kind of like, I- I'm done with you. Just get away from me. And, I I mean, Gable's going to walk through the NCAA tournament. But Mason Paris, I don't know. He looks very vulnerable. He's lost two in a row now. So, yeah. Who, who else do you know who else he lost to? Uh, uh, Kirk Fleet from Penn State. Which Cassiope just beat. I, I do think Mason Paris is still the second best heavyweight in the nation. Um, I don't know. I don't like that Schultz from Arizona State. He's the only one that's not a freestyle champion, and well, that I know of um, in anything. And I don't know. I, I just think Arizona State hasn't wrestled anybody, and I think someone from the Big Ten is going to clip him very easily. To be honest with you. Yep. So there's that. And then, well, and then we also got the Bellator uh, stuff that I touched on last time in the uh, combat sports. Ryan Bader ends up uh, retaining his heavyweight belt um, by a unanimous, unanimous decision. And then Benson Henderson also wins in a unanimous, unanimous decision, which I didn't think was going to happen. He was fighting a uh, Nama. Amada Madoff, which is a Dagestani uh, wrestler, and I thought he would take it to him, but 
good for Benson. He's back on the winning winning side after a seven fight losing streak. So yeah, excellent. And that's all I got for the combat sports. The boys from the Heartland will be right back. All right, well, let's uh, jump around here to gaming. Um, for the second week in a row, some big money being thrown around uh, in the gaming world. Uh, yeah, that's right. Uh, oh, go ahead, Clark. Gaming studios are worth more than NFL franchises. <laughs> <laughs> so Sony has buying Bungie for $3.6 billion. Damn. What all... Halo going to PlayStation? That sucks. <laughs> uh, Halo is now by three four three Industries, so not quite there, fella. Just um, Destiny at this point. Yeah. So Bungie's been developing Destiny over the past several years. Destiny, Destiny Two, and all their expansions. There's actually, I was just uh, seeing that there was a trailer coming out for Destiny 2's next big expansion, The Witch Queen, which comes out on the twenty second. Um, so Sony will be reaping all the royalties from that. And Destiny is still very much alive. Um, I saw something posted about their player totals from yes, like would have been two days ago, I guess. But there were like 400,000 uh, players from PlayStation that were on Destiny at one time uh, compared to Xbox, which had like 300,000. PC had like a 300,000 total. So Destiny is still very much alive, and I'm kind of curious if Bungie has some direction for the future. You know, Sony's obviously buying into that. So it sounds like Sony is still gonna have Bungie developed for multi-platform. So I don't yeah. think don't think it's gonna be exclusives. <clears throat> yeah, uh, and there have been some people in the gaming industry news. There are going to be more announcements about different studios going to different owners sony microsoft whatever still to come over the next few months not deals that are made reactively to to these purchases like sony didn't go say hey bungie we're buying you because microsoft bought somebody last week like these deals take months to iron out so this has been in the works and there's more things to come anything else going on in the gaming world Gaming-wise, I did uh, teach my nephews how to play Madden. They were talking big game over the weekend. Uh, so we went the old – I showed them how to do random teams. You, you got to go the old random route if you're going to yep. play. Um, I'm trying to remember who he had, but I had the Broncos, and Von Miller had about 20 sacks. <laughs> it was ridiculous. It was, it was a 70 to nothing affair. Ooh. Jesus, no mercy. Oh, no, none. Like when, when you're taking on the youngsters, you got to show them what it's really like. So you, you, usually it's like you get up by like 28 or 35 and it's like, all right, we just start a new game at this point. Clearly there's no coming back. Yeah, no, no mercy. No. Mercy. So I uh, made a purchase on Amazon the other day and it did arrive yesterday. I need to get it hooked up, but it is a red, yellow, white to HDMI. So I can hook up the old Super Nintendo because these new TVs don't have red, yellow, whites anymore. Yeah. So I had to get a converter. Now I can play some originals and don't have to play those games on the Switch. 
That's and, exciting. I see. Uh, I see they announced um, MLB the Show for twenty two um, for March release. I think March or April, and that will once again come to Xbox Game Pass, and it's actually coming to Nintendo this year. So, feel yep. bad for Sony; they have to develop the game just to go to Microsoft's <clears throat> Game Pass service. And I do believe Nintendo leaked early who the deluxe edition cover would be uh with jerry jeter Hmm. uh and then the official cover athlete for the show is uh our our wonderful over the seas unanimous al mvp otani yes i see no, not each year. Yeah. Not each row, you <laughs> son of a bitch. It's 2022. Not it, it, is, it, is, it is the Marvel that pitches and hits Shohei Otani. <laughs> well deserved. Yeah. All right, anything else to add to gaming? Or we want to head to everybody's new favorite topic, which is the movie minute. I think this is more Trent's favor because he can get, you know, pour a glass of, you know, whatever he's drinking at this point, kind of get ready for some of the things while we bullshit about it. Yeah, I'm going to get his uh, warm milk right now. I can just log off, go get tucked into bed. I'm curious what's been happening on Pawn Stars, though. I mean, I need need an update from Trent. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't seen Pawn Stars in ages. No, I finished Letterkenny Season 10, though, this week, so... All right, what's your uh, review on that? Season 10 was great. A lot better than season 9. I know a lot of people didn't like season 9. Um, I watched all of it, so I could say that I've watched all of Letterkenny. Uh, I did see, I can't remember, it was on one of the actors' Instagrams, that they actually recorded like two seasons. So I don't know when they're going to drop that season 11. Um so hopefully that comes out soon now that, you know, there's only six episodes. So it takes you literally less than two hours to binge it because it's only 20 minutes an episode. So, yeah, um, I suggest Letterkenny. If you've never seen it, go get yourself some Hulu and watch it. What is uh, next on Trent's list to watch? Uh, home team with Kevin James. Yes, oh, sir. Uh, <laughs> I mentioned on here, I think we're all good with doing the review of it next week, right? I mean, we've been bullshitting about Kevin James as Sean Payne. <clears throat> I think we gotta we gotta give it a shot. I can't I can't watch it. I can't get myself to watch I, it. Sorry. You know what? Honestly, for for Vikings fans, if you want to sit it out, I understand completely. Like making yeah. a guy that set up Bounty Gate as a oh Kevin James slipped on a banana comedy. You know, I, I can understand. Yeah, I can't. Uh, <laughs> so I I look forward to hearing your review, but I can't. No, what I'm not uh, myself through that. what platform will that be on? It's on, on Netflix. Netflix. I came okay. across it last night when I was. You know what? Years. For the content and for the pulse, I will watch it and give a review of Brian. There we go. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for your service, Joey. Right, Ryan appreciates your sacrifices. Right yeah, I, I am not making that sacrifice. I will shoot my TV. <laughs> I can't say I'll make it through the whole thing, but I will watch it. <laughs> what if it shows the Minneapolis miracle, though? Don't you want to relive that? Yeah, like they're going to make Sean Payton look bad. 
What, what part of the Minneapolis Miracle? The part where he's making fun of the Viking skull chant and their fans, or the minute after that happens and he looks like a complete dickwad? All of it. Okay. I think it, it's going to be the. I think it's going to be with the uh, Minneapolis Miracle where where he catches a touchdown and Kevin James is going to have a look like he trusted a fart too much. The the <laughs> the, the, the wide eyes. I think that's what they're going to happen. <laughs> I see it's got a 25% on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, even better. I, I love all these <laughs> shitty Sandler movies. I, That's better I, than I, most Kevin James movies. So And a 49% audience score, which, you know, a lot of times audience and, and uh, critics don't agree with each other, but this one seems to be agreed upon. Well, nobody said they were exclusively releasing it in Minnesota for the first week. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Sean Payton makes a guest appearance in this movie, by the way. Oh, God. So, Jim, <laughs> Jim Nance, Bill Coward, Dan Patrick. How could you not want to watch this movie? See, yeah, this he's, an Adam see, Sandler movie? Basically, minus Adam Sandler. It's got Rob Schneider, Gary Valentine, all of the, well, most of the usuals. See, I, I could, you know, if it's something about the Packers, I can respect the Packers. I hate the Packers, but I respect them. There is no respect for me for that Saints organization. Whoop, whoop. Yeah. The Aints. I, I can understand it. Well, like, like I said, you, you can just hear us watch it, just listen to the review of this terrible movie. But, yeah. Thank well, you. I, like I said, we've been talking about it so long, I feel like it's a disservice we don't sit through a 90-minute movie of Kevin James trying to corral some kids to play better football. You know? I don't see there's a crazy Scientologist chick on there. What's that about? Leah, Leah Remini? Remini? Yep, her. Yeah. Is that gonna be Peyton's wife? It's like just crazy gonna basically be hot? It's going to be King of Queens, basically. Yeah. Should, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That'd be the only reason to watch it. That's what happened with, uh, he had a show on CBS, Kevin Can Wait, and they started with a, a different wife, like a blonde wife. Season one didn't go so well, and they just replaced the wife with Leah Remini, and it was <laughs> King of Queens 2.0. I mean, King of Queens is that great. Just yep. bring it bring it back. Yep. Yep. Rip a... Oh. Rip a Old Man Stiller. Yeah. All right, well, let's move on to Boba Fett then. What, was it Boba Fett this week? Because I'm pretty sure... Well, hold on. Spoilers if you haven't watched Mando, which I'm sure at this point you haven't, but uh, are we sure it wasn't just an episode of Mandalorian? I think that is what irritated me the most about this. Because I feel like taking all this critical content from the Mando mm -hmm. series and just sticking it in the middle of freaking Boba is going to leave several souls out there lost at some point yeah I, I that's what irritated me the most i think is that it's like what why why are we doing this now like i feel like these are some important points that belong in the mandalorian series if they just fully expect everybody to ride along for all of boba fett now mm -hmm. joey's gonna be lost because he said he's done <laughs> i think my I think Disney realized that everyone, I mean, that not many people were really enjoying Boba Fett. So they're like, shit, let's throw Mando in there, try to save this. Yes, yes, because they changed the writing and the acting for this last week in, in a week's notice. Yeah. Yes. They you might have. <laughs> they, they, they just totally scrapped what they had ready to record and just like, hey, we got this episode from Mandalorian season three ready to go. Let's just yeah. run that. 
I mean, the most exciting part for me of Boba Fett was when the Mando flute came on on episode four. Mm-hmm. And then, like, I was expecting maybe a little a little bit of Mando in season five, but the first five minutes, holy crap, was that an awesome five minutes? And then you it realize a... that this is going to be the whole episode? Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. That was, yeah. That was, was... that was my point of view. Like, it was a great scene. But yeah. why can't why can't they do that with Boba? Why haven't they done that with Boba? Yeah, I mean, there, there's a lot question. of stuff, but he they've spent a, too long with like, well, he has to get his armor back, and, and these storylines are so drawn out. And I don't know if that's because the actor is just older, but like you said, the writing for the Mando, they jam packed a full like I, you know, there. I'll be honest, there's several episodes of Boba where I've fallen asleep, you know, like in the theaters, like I always do. And I've had to rewatch it again. Cause I've missed 20 minutes of it. This one, I was wide awake the whole time. And, it, and it's easy when you have two seasons of backstory and you have the dark saber and you have, you know, now he's creating what I'm assuming is like some armor or chain link for Grogu. And he's about to go visit him, you know? And it just felt like, like you said, it, I wish they would have had that opening scene and somehow tied it in better than just here's, you know, 40 minutes of exposition and how exactly like we had to know how Mando got into, you know, they're talking about, we need to be have hired muscle Mando whistle. Okay. Here's, you know, this episode is how we get introduced, but I didn't think it should have been the whole episode. Like first off, the bad thing is I, it was my favorite episode because it basically wasn't Boba, Mm -hmm. but it was, you know, I wish there would have had a little bit more tie in than, um, than her stopping at the end and going, hey, we have a job. And then that's how it ends, you know? Yeah. I like how it takes two of the very pivotal things that Mando has collected over the past season. Oh, you got the spear by helping Ahsoka? Gone. Yep. Oh, you got the Darksaber by taking down uh, Fett? Gone. Yeah, I, I mean, it's... It... <laughs> Yeah, I, I didn't get why they. I, I don't know. It, it what once they said this is the way, and then they they said he wasn't a, a Mandalorian anymore. It was kind of one of those like, well, goddamn! I wish you would have told me this before you destroyed my spear. That would have been kind of fucking nice. <laughs> very top tier weapons, you know. Yeah, at least he lost with his little chain link, though. He's got that it, exactly. Yeah, I'm. I'm just curious to watch episode six now to see. Yeah, I'm. I'm sorry. How bad is it going to be compared to episode five? Well, I, I think this this episode gave you enough of a of a jump start, you know, to at least like okay, now we're gonna power through six because we know now Mando's gonna be part of it. We we knew about it in four, but mm-hmm. you, you know we've talked about how bad that slow chase was with like the fluorescent oh, bright so colors bad. in the desert of Tatooine, and and I really loved the you know the first episode. You're gonna have slow. That's fine. Excuse you know, and then the the chain the uh the train um. That was great. Yeah, that, I'm sorry. I can't, I'm losing my train of thought, but that was a great episode. Huh. And then it just dropped off so badly, even though there was good elements in there. It was just, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm at least excited for episode six. And, and four I, was a pretty good episode. And and then yeah, five, which is awesome. And again, I bring up Bryce Dallas Howard, but, but she does a freaking good job with these yes. shows. I know Rob Rodriguez has another one. There's two episodes left, so he's 50% of the rest of the season, and I am not looking forward to that. <laughs> it's which half of the se- season left? Yeah, is it going to – if, if, it's, if it's the season finale, then, oh, gosh, it's going to be the worst season finale out there. So that, that's where it's like I hope whatever episode he has is going to have Mando in there and kind of counteract – he can't screw it up too bad at that point. Wait, uh, watch. I it's going to be Mando – 
freaking driving a scooter himself. Yeah. I'm I'm just going into this with an open mind. Like, yep. like I don't know what's gonna happen. I, I can guess all I want, but obviously my predictions for like the first couple seasons or first couple episodes where it's like, oh, they're gonna be fighting the huts. Nope. Nope. Oh. Episode two, they were out of there so fucking fast. All right, all right. See see you later. Here's your here's your tribute. You should get out of here too. The end. Yeah. Ryan, it looks like you you said what? Uh, what's the show you're watching? Ar- Archive eighty one. Is that correct? So yeah, I started watching Archive eighty one. Am I the only one in the group that likes horror? I know Clark doesn't. Um, I can I, I can watch it from time to time. I don't seek it out though. I guess is this one good enough where you'd recommend it? So I have a I have a Shutter account. I love horror. Do you? Like, okay. Yes. Give me. Give... I don't. I've never heard of it. So it's it's not it's not like terribly creepy. It's more of a psychological type thing, I guess. Awesome. And so Archive eighty one, it's based off uh, off of a podcast that has the same name of it. I don't mm-hmm. know much about the podcast. Actually, I don't know anything about the podcast. Um, but it's based off of that. This is produced. One of the producers is uh, James Wan, which you would know him from Saw, Insidious. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what's the other big one? Gosh, I can't think of the other one. Hostel? No. God dang it. Just the third one just came out not long ago. No. Conjuring. The Conjuring series. No. Yes. So, so all right, that's my favorite for horror franchise. So yes. yeah. I, so, so I'm James, all into this. Right now, James Wan is probably the king of horror in my mm-hmm. opinion. Just so many good movies. So he's he's one of the producers for it. Uh it's about a archivist who gets hired by a Fortune 500 company, a very mysterious Fortune 500 company, basically to go to this secluded building to live in and to start re-imaging these or putting together these videotapes from, I think, 1994. And it's about a uh, uh, apartment that got burnt down. People died there. Um, and then he's he's going through all these videos of uh, this that this girl took that she was working on for a school project, but also looking into it as her for her own family's past. Um, you start getting some supernatural type stuff, um, some cult type stuff with it. It's got a lot of different uh, themes in it. I have one episode left. It's eight episodes long. It's kind of a slow oh burn. It's kind of a slow oh. burn. But it's very, very interesting to me. Oh, fuck you. This looks amazing. I, I, that's not a bad fuck you. That's a good fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm watching yeah, this trailer right now. I'm, oh. Yeah, I saw, I, I saw an ad for it on Twitter, actually. I had never heard of it. And then I saw this ad on Twitter, and I'm like, what is this? So I started mm. watching it um, earlier, I guess, late last week, Thursday or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, every time I have a few free minutes, I try to watch some part of an episode and yeah, it's been, I've enjoyed it a lot. Nice. My girlfriend will love this. I should definitely, yeah, we're going to do this probably on Valentine's day. Have an eight, eight hour horror thon. Yeah. She's the whole reason I bought shutter. She is very okay. into horror. Oh, that's um, awesome. Yeah. I, I, yeah, she's a, yeah, I, I would, I'm into this. Well, here's the qu- question to Joey. Do you like horror video video games? Oh, yeah, very much. Have you played the new the newer Resident Evils 7 and 8? No, I have not. I never got into those. Weren't they PlayStation exclusive back in the day? 
maybe back in the day but so these new ones are way different than they used to be mm -hmm. they are two of the scary well eight wasn't too scary but seven's one of the scariest games i've ever played and it's absolutely freaking phenomenal and so when eight, i bought sorry go ahead eight isn't quite as scary but it's i love it a lot more it's it's better done but yeah i think those those are two of my favorite games that i've played in the last five years easily so you had me sold on this when you said the Conjuring series, because that, like I said, is my favorite movie franchise of all time, regardless of horror, anything. Yeah. Like, I love the Conjuring series. And then once you brought up Resident Evil, like, I love all that shit. When I first bought my first, like, HDTV and my PS3 with Blu-ray, I bought two um, Blu-ray videos one was kingdom of heaven which is fucking amazing it looked awesome on my plasma and so did resident evil 4 and i haven't watched a single one i haven't watched a single <laughs> resident evil since uh, those um, ones aren't very the movies aren't very good yeah well i man you got me sold like i love all of this this is good this is good I, i'm very much into horror very much. Well, that's good to know because I, I know, like I said, I know Clark wasn't. I don't think Trent's really into it, so that's mm -hmm. good to know. So, as far as horror films, I mean, if we're gonna do this for a little bit, we got a little more time on the podcast. Uh, what are your favorite horror films? Oh gosh, you know, I'm gonna have to say lately, The Conjuring's are are. Mm -hmm. I, I what is your thought on the third one? Uh I I like it. It's not a the first one just had me on edge, and yeah. it's because it was completely different. Conjuring Two was also fucking very good, and then when I started doing like Annabelle, Annabelle's Rising, Annabelle whatever, like once I started deviating storyline, I was like, eh, this is not so good. But I've also gotten into um, like uh, oh god, what's that Korean film? Uh, shit, really locked himself up. Anyway. I've gotten into a lot more like psychological mm -hmm. horror, which is super fucking crazy when you get into that genre because all of it's just weird as shit. We just watched one with Emma Wa Emma Stone. Hold on a second. Sorry, you can keep talking if you need to. Well, you'll have to. Yeah, you'll have to send me a list of what to watch because mm. I haven't had my. <laughs> Rebecca doesn't care for horror that much, so mine is, you know, to watch a watch a movie is uh, I have to have free time to do that. But definitely send me a list of your favorites. Yeah, Wh whatever the one I'm thinking of, they like fuck each other to pieces, and hmm. it's it's like a demonic ballet cult thing that is super fucking crazy. Yeah, I, I don't know. Anyway, I love all of horror. If you don't have a Shutter account, you should definitely get one. Okay, they are. It, it's fucking awesome. It, it's sixty bucks a year, um, and no, and there's all the horror films you can think of. Uh, I bought it in ha at Halloween. Um, like I said, Rochelle, my girlfriend, really loves horror, and we just dive deep into that shit. It's fun. Is is that on like a Fire Stick or what is that on, Joy? I'm not sure what you're talking about. Shutter, like it's an app. Yeah, it's, it's, like, an app. it's like Netflix for horror, isn't it? Yeah, yep, very much. I have it on Xbox. I have it on both my uh, Google Chrome, yeah, uh, my Chrome TV things, and then I just have it on my phone. 
So if I need to cast it. You know, I, I have to say that my favorite horror is probably psychological horror. Like, mm-hmm. you know, the the really gruesome torture type stuff. It's That's kind of May, but the stuff that makes you think. And I, mm-hmm. I love that stuff. So she's huge into Midsummer. I don't know if you've seen that before. I have not. Um, it, so it's like a uh, Swiss woman's cult that like just tears people apart from the inside. Oh, I've it... heard of that when I'm looking mm-hmm. it up right now. I have heard of it. Yep, it's very, very fucking good. Um, God, I wish I could. Re- I-, I will send you uh, a link on the, you know, where. Yeah, I was. I wasn't expecting any- anyone to say they actually enjoy it. So I'm, I'm, uh, I'm thrown off here, Joey. <laughs> yeah, me, me too. And I can't think of the things that I want to say. Yeah. But if anyone <laughs> wants to hear about this, let us know. We can also do a uh, like horror film, you know, thirty minute podcast someday. I said I don't care for the gruesome type stuff, but then I see the the remake of The Evil Dead, and God, I love that movie, too. Mm-hmm. Oh, very much so. With that woman coming out of the bottom of the mm-hmm. fucking floor. Oh, God, cool. Yeah. But. So, yeah, if you guys, if you watch it, uh, definitely let me know what you think of it. I'm definitely going to. But that's uh, that's kind of all I have for that. I'll, I'll, I'll have this finished by next week, and I can give my review, but I'll actually wait till joey watches it so we can have a combined review well i will finish it this weekend we're gonna hang out friday so okay yeah that's fine whatever but don't forget to watch home team i will not (laughs) i'm home the next probably three days so not going anywhere besides my brothers to go sledding with the kids yeah so this somebody just typed this uh bryant actually just typed this into the agenda about him and tommy miniseries on hulu uh, I do want to watch that. I have seen mm-hmm. uh, previews for that and ads for that. And I big Motley Crue fan, so uh, that'll be be a good really? one to watch. Yeah, man, I you are very much into like the old school. Are you still into ZZ Top? They're like my favorite band. I knew they were old school band. band. Now, yeah, Motley Crue, like they did their. I'm putting up air quotes. You can't see me because we're not on YouTube live. Their final tour um, when they were with uh, <laughs> Alice Cooper down in Wichita, me and Katrina and, and my cousin uh, David, we went to that uh, concert and it was great. Um, but, you know, I, I put the air quotes around that because now they're doing these stadium tours and uh, that's what they're doing before COVID and stuff. So. It wasn't their final tour, but yeah, no, I like Motley Crue and uh, it looks, this looks like a good series. Yeah. And if anyone wants to really get into this because of star things, Seth Rogen and Nick Offerman are both like major characters in this. Yeah. So if you like anything Seth Rogen does and then Parks and Rec, uh, basically any other thing Nick Offerman does that you know him from. Marvel fan, Sebastian Stan is a, Tommy Lee. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Why I mean, they it, just? It, why didn't they just get? Uh, oh, is it Machine Gun Kelly? Is that who played Tommy in the Netflix Motley Crew movie I, that they put out a couple years ago? I think so. I, I wasn't I, it Machine I, Gun Kelly. I, I I can't remember to be honest. I watched it hungover on a Sunday one time, but pretty sure it was him because I couldn't tell you anything else Machine Gun Kelly has done. But I'm pretty sure he played Tommy Lee in that. All all and I remember is called what the dirt. Yeah, the there there you go the dirt. Yeah, that's who played him. 
Yep. I don't know. All I remember is the scene of, of Ozzy Osbourne drinking his own piss. And I was like, okay, I just, it, it, <laughs> it didn't take me <laughs> out of it, but I was like, it showed you just how fucked up really they were on everything they were doing. Yes. You know, that has to be a great movie because Pete Davidson also starred in it. So, you mm-hmm. know, it's got to be high quality. There we go. Exactly right. Old whenever, himself. Whenever Actually, I see Pete Davidson, I think, oh, I need to watch that in like 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, for uh, content for this weekend, um, maybe we should do a YouTube live of TV and movie things that we're watching since, I mean, this is a huge segment for us right now. That's good because we're going to need content going forward once the NFL's done. Right. <laughs> I mean, no one's going to talk about the Pro Bowl, so. Yeah. We could, yeah, we could do that. We have an just... actual football game, and we're like, you know what? Man, let's talk about movies. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was thinking on the whole Pro Bowl thing. I think they need to turn it from football to a two-sport tournament and do it a, do a bowling and a golf tournament for it. <laughs> I'd be down. That would be way more interesting. You love. <laughs> yes, it'd be way more interesting to watch the pro football players bowl in golf than it would to watch. You know what? Game. Actually, I agree with that. That'd be because, like, again, if you're going to be powder puff and not doing it, you might as well just do something that's not going to be overexerting and watching a fun, like how close to 300 they can bowl or fucking how how far can uh, uh, Justin Herbert, how far can he fucking drive a, a, a golf ball? You, and if he's terrible, that's even better. Like, oh man, this guy can pass for 300 yards and read every defense in the NFL, but he can't fucking hit a straight drive. And you know, it, it, what a loser. Yeah. <laughs> it humanized Wait, him, you know? Do you guys, do you guys remember like, I don't know, 15 years ago when they were doing like the strongman competition, the Pro Bowl, and Warren Sapp pressed, uh, like lift pressed, uh, like 340 pounds, and it was just fucking amazing. Like, there's so many Iowa linemen that could do that just tomorrow. No big deal. Corn fed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, going back to Bryant and Ryan's <laughs> idea about the, with the bowling thing, <laughs> I did watch. Yeah. The PBA Players Championship was this past weekend. Mm. It was Saturday night, and I did watch Belmo, Jason Belmonte. He won his 14th major. Clark, did you did you catch that? I did not get to watch that. Congrats to Belmo, greatest bowler ever. Yeah, Sean Rash was the number one seed. Uh, Belmo was number two, so Belmo won his match, and then he beat Sean Rash number one. Rash probably would have had a chance if he didn't hate urethane so much. Yeah. He's, of course, wearing his Wichita State colors. Yeah. We did watch the junior PBA championship last night. Yeah. I could not tell you the name of the kid that won it, but he, I think he pulled the 254. So It's not the ginger assassin. He wasn't a ginger, so, so you know. no, that kid he's at uh, he's going to Wichita State, isn't he? Clark? So yeah. I, I can't remember his name, but yeah, he's the one that picked up the 710 split on TV like last year, yeah, for like not many years. have done that. I think you, guys like three still need to, you need to get your, your bowling pod up and running like the, yeah. the combat sports, get your call, call it 710 split or something, and then start doing that. Monthly or something. I don't know who the hell you're talking about here. <laughs> <laughs> the Bowling Pod brought to you by Radical Bowling Balls. 
There you go. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Anybody else have anything to add here before we wrap this up? Did we say that we talked about Archive 81 and Hulu? Or or, I'm sorry, I'm Pam and Tommy. Did we say where they could watch it at in case they were interested after our riveting conversation? Yeah, I got to see this. It's on Hulu. The 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 Pam and Tommy is Archive eighty one, isn't that Netflix? That's, Ryan? that's Netflix. Yes. Yeah. I wasn't sure if we if we'd mention it, but if, if anything, one more time, just in case they missed it. Yes, that would be Netflix. All right. Well, let's wrap this thing up, everybody. Thank you for hanging out with us. Uh, we really appreciate it. Uh, appreciate you listening to the old pods as well. Uh, we also appreciate the feedback. So keep the feedback coming. Let us know how we're doing and what you want to hear us talk about. Joey, how can people get a hold of us? Yolanda, I am sorry for talking <laughs> shit about you earlier in the podcast, but you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Heartland Pulse. Find us on Facebook. Just search Pulse of the Heartland. Follow us on YouTube with our uh, live streams that we always do. Uh, you can follow us on there. Hit us up in the comments. Let us know what we're doing. We can talk shit to us. We can talk shit back. That's always fun. And then we're always on the major platforms, Spotify, Apple, Google, iHeart, and Anchor link if you need it. And remember, if it ain't broke, you're not trying. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right. Have a good weekend. Appreciate Thanks, everybody. You.